Starting off so clean, so smooth. Welcome everyone to another edition of Mongols brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. I'm Kevin. With me is Josh. Got a little uh, trigger happy with the intro there, Josh. You know, I panicked. I hit the button. Didn't go immediately. Hit it again. <laughs> and then... Automatically stopped it as soon as it went. Yep. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> How are you doing, Josh? How was your weekend? Good, good. I was actually all week I was in Seattle uh, for a business trip. So Liz and I flew to Seattle and uh, she worked from the hotel and I went into the office because we have a branch in Seattle. And uh, yeah, it was cool. First time actually ever going to Seattle. So went down to like Pike's Place area where the dock is and all that stuff, the piers or whatever, whatever it's called over there. Uh, went to some breweries and uh, saw the the golden pig thing, piggy bank. I don't know. It's Seattle's weird. <laughs> What's the golden pig? Like, you, you, so you know where they throw the fish, like the whole, like the market where they throw fish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Pike's place. Like that's that area. Okay. And like in front of that area, they have like a statue of a pig and it it's like a little piggy bank, but it's, yeah, it's a thing there. I don't know. There's like hoof prints all over the ground, like where they had like, put them into the ground to make it look like the pig walked around. Like, I don't know. I don't understand the pig. I didn't ask about the pig. I just walked by it, saw people taking pictures with the pig. And yeah, it's like, all right, that must be a thing. Was it uh, appropriately gray and cold and rainy? It was actually kind of nice. Uh, they, uh, before we went, uh, one of the guys I work with informed us that uh, it was the, like, they had the highest recorded temperature for that date. Um, that they've ever had and it was like 80 it wasn't like you know it's like oh man it's really hot here it's more like right. hey it's 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 not bad <laughs> so, <laughs> for october so yeah it was it was interesting it was good uh yeah i didn't really get to explore much though it was pretty much just like after work activities like happy hours and stuff like that yeah yeah it's the drawback for going for work duties and everything but yeah how was yours it's pretty good. Um, pretty, uh, pretty relaxed. Knoxville. This is like we get three weeks of great fall weather, and then it just becomes winter. So uh, you know, lately it's just been perfect. Uh, you know, forty degrees in the morning, but then like seventy-one in the afternoon with no humidity. So just trying to enjoy it while we can. Getting out to see some early fall colors. Have the tre- what's the trees like up in Pittsburgh they're, right now? Yeah, they're changing. Yeah, like we uh, landed on Friday and like drove home and the trees are definitely like starting to, to look like fall. I, uh, I'm, I hesitate to even ask because like I can hear in my own internal like producer monologue head of like this is a boring topic Kevin get off of this but I just want to <laughs> ask what was, the, what was the what was the tree like uh, the trees like in Seattle? I mean honestly I was downtown Seattle so right. what trees? No I mean the ones we can see <laughs> they looked like they were pretty much like brown like it was already past that i think or right. like yeah but yeah i was literally downtown uh center of downtown so there was like nothing like i didn't go to a park or anything like that well let's 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 get off tree topic and let's okay. get on to rivers um no <laughs> so uh mike put up uh the the poll um last week and I, I don't know how we got on it but we were talking about what uh what's the best river if you're ranking the pittsburgh rivers what takes which takes the top spot uh, 50% of the people said the Allegheny, which I feel is a little blasphemous given the show, given where the club <laughs> plays, 
and and everything. So that felt weird. Um, the Ohio came in with the lowest with only like 10% of, of the ratings. But uh, I mean, Pittsburghers say anything positive about anything named Ohio is just yeah, blasphemous to begin with. I, I unfortunately did not get a chance to listen to the podcast yet. Yet that I was not on my bad, but uh, th- I mean, it kind of makes sense why Allegheny won. I mean, the Mon is kind of like a muddy mess of a river. If, you, if, <laughs> if anytime you see like after a rainfall or anything like that, you know, a, a top down of the city, it always looks like the Mon is just nothing but like mud. And then you see the Allegheny it looks nice and clean, and then it goes into the Ohio. <laughs> it's like a mix of the two. Yeah. Well, let's get on to uh, let's get on to the game. So the Hounds uh, traveled to Sacramento, got a 1-1 draw uh, with a goal from Canardo Forbes and then a red card for Ordonez in stoppage time in the second half. Um, And then, yeah, all of that said, you know, okay, so we can can get into the game and talk talk a little bit about the game. Um, but also just kind of painting the context a little bit here. I mean, what this continues, what we haven't, we haven't won a game in like almost a month. Um, yet we have, you know, we have one game left yet. We're still within a shot of getting a home playoff game <laughs> somehow, <laughs> which is pretty amazing. Um, but, uh, but before we get to, to that, um, Josh, uh, you mentioned that you you watched the game at the uh, uh, watch party. Um, how was the watch party, and what, what are your thoughts around uh, how this game played out? Yeah, it was cool. It was nice to see the watch, or you know, have a reason to go to Bulldog Pub. Uh, we hadn't had a proper watch party in a while, so that was kind of nice. A good amount of people showed up. Uh, Jesse, the owner showed up, which is great because uh, he actually had broken his leg for a while and a while ago, and he has been out, like just not at the bar at all for a couple months, I think. So uh, he's just now getting back on his feet, uh, able to walk around, still has a, a noticeable limp going on as his uh, leg is still healing. But uh, yeah, doesn't have uh, crutches or anything like that. And uh, it was cool to get to see him hang out. Uh, yeah, so... That part was great. The game itself. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is five games in a row now with no wins. A uh, couple of draws put in there. Yeah. So it, it's a situation where you just... Like, this is was do or die, it felt like, going into it. Because if we would have won and Birmingham would have lost or drawn, we would be in fourth place right now. Yeah, we did get a little bit lucky because Birmingham did lose. So now it's a situation where oh wait, did they draw? I can't remember. Yeah, they lost. Um, So it is a situation where if we depending on what Birmingham does next week depends on what happens for us. But we'll get more into that when we look at the table later on the game itself, though. The first half just kind of felt like we could be the better team like i felt like oh okay we're kind of on the front foot here yeah. uh but it just i didn't feel confident we're going to score i think cicerone had a good opportunity um in the first half i can't remember if Mertz's opportunity was in the first half no it was in the second half where he was pretty much one-on-one with the keeper and kind of just whiffed it but uh yeah it, it it didn't feel great uh and the fact that the they scored first uh 
was also kind of took the wind out of our sails. I feel like at least as fans, like <laughs> seeing the other team score first, you're like, well, this yeah. isn't a good sign. We're having issues getting one goal. So like we might possibly squeak out a draw, but it'll be like a miracle. And but we did <laughs> quick response yeah. by, by Kenny. Right. I mean, that's that's something. Yeah, it was good. Like, it was nice to see the quick response. And I feel like that was, you know, one of the situations where I don't know if we would have gotten a goal if we didn't immediately get a response like that. Like, I feel like if we would have given the guys time to kind of mope a little bit more <laughs> with the uh, going down, it, the they could have gotten more in their heads and had a bigger issue. Yeah. I'm gonna, I want to kind of rewind and, and start from the beginning and then kind of, <laughs> depending on how we're feeling, either quickly or slowly work through this game. Um, I thought, I mean, you mentioned at the beginning uh, how the game kind of started and Peter, and, and I don't know, I, I thought in the first, in the, in the first half, we did a pretty good job of bending and not breaking. Mm-hmm. Um they, it, it felt like they, San Antonio had a uh, more control of the game, but it almost felt a little vintage hounds in that I thought we, you know, we, we controlled their chances pretty well. I mean, I think they, they, they threatened around our 18, but we never really gave them a clear chance. And I thought that was kind of something that, you know, you would use to see, you, you're used to seeing us. Kind of do, and then you know, with the with the pace of Dequa, you know, we were creating counter counterattacking changes and everything like that. So I I thought that was kind of that, but then plus I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on um, the I don't know, it's the non headline of the startup, um, the starting lineup being, you know, it, it was it's pretty much as expected at least for me. Um, no no surprises. The only surprise being that I think. It seems like, like like Lily now is continuing with a back four. Um, he's still kind of squeezing in three or four central defenders in that back four. <laughs> so I think earlier in the season, it was kind of three center backs with two wing backs. It almost feels like the same personnel is on. But to me now, it's okay. We're, we've transitioned to four defenders and then, you know, we have our midfielders and our attackers. Um, so I don't know. Do you, are you, were you like, I, what are your thoughts on, I mean, I would be, I wouldn't, I would be shocked if we see, you know, another name come in that come in the lineup for the last week and the first round of the playoffs, barring maybe a switch at like right back or left back. I think yeah. I, I think everything's pretty set right now. This is our starting lineup. I I, yeah. I feel like this is it's weird to say that, you know, with one game left of the regular season, but like <laughs> I'm pretty sure we found our starting lineup. Uh it's kind of what it feels like. I mean, this has been kind of what we expected. It was a little bit surprising to see no Jane Kelly even on the bench, if yeah. I remember right. So that was kind of weird. Uh, I think it's at least for the second game in a row, if not more. I remember that was the case for last week as well. Yeah, so it's a situation there where I'm wondering, like, are we talking like injury at this point? Or like, you know, Bob just completely given up on Dane Kelly, uh, which sucks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm about ready to go forward again in the game when I know we're not supposed to do that. So I'm not going to just talking about the subs at the end, you know, because that, that's usually when we would see a Dane Kelly come on. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, this is our starting lineup. This is what yeah, we'll no. probably have tomorrow or next week and uh, going into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, going into 
Sacramento's penalty. Um, soft, soft. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to set just, you up for that. But yeah, that, that's a, like it is a situation where I get why they got the PK. Like I'm not saying it, there was nothing there at all, but it was definitely like a, a setup job. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he got in front of uh, Peters, right? Uh, got yeah. in front of yeah. Peters and just kind of stopped. And it's like, oh, you're going to run into me. Oh, you ran into me. <laughs> so it didn't feel like he was going for the ball. It didn't feel like, I mean, the uh, defender wasn't going for the ball. It, no, I got that the wrong way. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, they're attacking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're attacking. attacker. Yeah. Uh, I forget who actually drew the penalty. Uh, yeah, but me too. Yeah, it just, yeah, it was a good setup. And they did what they had to do to, you know. Well, and the down. camera angle was great, too, because it gives you that perspective, like, of like Peter's right behind and I'm, I was looking like, okay, did he clip his heel? You know, did he, did he clip his, you know, and he didn't, <laughs> it's just, he yeah. felt the pressure on, on his back and he goes down. Uh, Jamali White picks the wrong way and, and they slot it. Um, you know, I mean, I guess staying on this for a second, um, you know, I guess, I guess you could say the only goal we let up being a soft penalty if you if you if you want to you can stretch this to say you know we're picking up that's that's an improvement we're not they didn't they didn't score against us in open play um you know sacramento okay they've they're they're not at the top of the western conference but they also made a deep run in the the open cup and you know they have vitiella blah 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 so to hold them to one goal after a soft penalty you know are you buying that this is maybe somewhat of an improvement? Do you think this was overall a better defensive performance? I mean, there was also that offside goal that they got that was pretty close. I don't think that was like, I'm not saying like that should have been a goal. Like, you know, they got robbed by not getting that goal, but it definitely wasn't a situation where it could have easily gone the other way. Like it, it just a little bit offside. I don't know. Like I didn't feel confident after that first goal that they scored, even though we, we came back and got another goal until the last like 15 minutes, 10 minutes of the game where it really felt like we were, you know, on the attack and really trying everything to get another one. I, I didn't feel good about this game personally. Like, did you come out of this game feeling like, Oh, you know, we're, we're on the upswing. Like, is that how you felt? No, <laughs> but <laughs> but it this wasn't this didn't feel like slipping down the ladder further to me. That's um, fair. And and I mean it's you know we've struggled in away games all season, um, and I think we we did a decent job against a decent like a decent Western Conference team. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Talk about me, probably. Uh, my team's all let me down. Uh, <laughs> I think Everton lost two one. Uh, crew lost two one, and then Hounds crew at least. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a great week. <laughs> but I, so yeah, I mean, I I didn't feel better after this, but I didn't necessarily feel worse. Um, what I did, what did make me feel better, is the broader context of the standings in the Eastern Conference and seeing we still have a shot. But um, let's let, go going on to. Uh, the goal kenny forbes um shane wheat getting the assist assisting the assist king and and an assist that i thought was uh pretty smooth um you know splits the defense you know kind of takes uh 
two or three Sacramento players out of the game. And I thought the finish by Forbes was really good. Um, you know, he makes it look super easy, just chips the keeper nice and easy. And, you know, I guess, I don't know. I, I was going to say it's not easy to do that against Vitiello. I It's weird to say Vitiello being one of our former keepers got the golden glove when he was here with us. In spite of all of that, I still imagine there's probably some hounds fans that don't rate him entirely highly maybe me being one of them but anyway <laughs> um i thought the i thought the goal was great and i thought you know it, it, it by by no means was it a keeper mistake it was just a really good finish by one of our better players yeah i mean i i feel like forbes was calm collected and was able to just wait until video came out for that ball and then just kind of chip it over him and that was what he needed to do i i Look at the replays. You can see Mertz almost like thinks about going for it. He's like, oh, I can. Oh, wait, no. Forbes is right there. Okay, I'll let, I'll let the ball roll past me <laughs> yeah. and let Forbes take it, uh, which, I mean, turned out great. Uh, but yeah. Well, that's that's two goals for Kenny and 10 assists on the season, I, I, think. Um, I think. that's right. So, you know, he's now... <laughs> I mean, he's already been on the board with goals, but, you know, 10 goals, two assists. For, for the all-time assist leader, it's not a terrible return in spite of, I think, I, I'll i speak for myself, I don't think he's had the greatest season, um, especially of late. I think he's gone missing in important moments. Um, so it's it's good to see him kind of get this goal and, and be on the end of a couple chances. I, he had, I think he had another chance in the first half um, where Dequa uh, squared it and he almost got in front of his defender and the defenders kind of knocked it wide or something. But... Um, but yeah, the game, the game continues on and, uh, getting to the 90th minute, um, Sacramento puts a, uh, a ball, um, over top, uh, Ordonez is following his player and just takes his, takes his ankles out <laughs> and, and gets a, gets a red card. Um, I, clarification, Josh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, this was a two yellow card equaling a red card, not a straight red card. Um, and because of that, he only misses the next game and not the two next games. So I. So this is confusing. I think you're right, but he was already going to miss the next game from yellow card accumulation when he got mm. the first yellow card. That's so how's genius. that work? That's genius. That's what that is. Yeah, like, <laughs> I guess maybe that makes sense. Get the second yellow at the very end of the game, then yeah. you, you're you're only missing one game still? <laughs> I don't know how it works. I, I mean, I, I would assume that, yeah, it's, they don't, they don't stack. I, I would hope not. That, yeah. that seems harsh, but yeah. So he got a foul earlier in the 74th minute. Um, just a bad foul as well. And then this one was felt more like a tactical foul. Like this one actually felt like probably he he was, was a good yeah. idea to yeah. do. It was funny. If you watch the replay, you can actually see both the attackers fall almost exactly the same time. <laughs> and the other one, uh, I well, I guess I'm thinking it was Peters was blocking the other one. And like Peters wasn't even close to him. And he was also on a yellow. So it was a situation where <laughs> I think Peters got a yellow earlier, right? Um, Peter no, Williams, no, Williams, Williams got the yellow, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it was just funny to see like 
both of them fall. One of them was obviously he just fell. Like it wasn't even like <laughs> there's no one around you. But since Ordonia's actually had fouled him, they kind of ignored that one. Um, does he make those two fouls if he uh, didn't dye his hair uh, the Eminem shade? I was gonna say, you know what? Usually I don't like the Eminem shade, but uh, I'm kind of <laughs> digging it for Ordonia's. And the other the other reason is he he doesn't go like the tips, right? Like I feel like lately maybe it's just everyone who did bleach blonde dye their hair like it's now growing out and it looks like they just dyed the tips or whatever. But he just went full, you know, dark beard, blonde hair. I respect it. That's fine, fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't want to linger too much longer on this game because why would you? We're sprinting towards the end of the season. Um, I kind of want to talk about the broader situation of the last game of the season for a lot of the teams in the Eastern Conference and what it means for playoff picture, our playoff, you know, hopes, our home playoff hopes. Um, so let's let's kind of go over that. Uh, so right now, with a with a game left. Um, Detroit and Birmingham both above us but are within two points or Birmingham is within two points um, we're, we're level on points with Detroit Birmingham are have Indy midweek I want to say they're home I think they're home um, and Detroit uh they have, yeah, they have Miami at home on the weekend. So, Josh, for well, I don't even want to ask you this question because, like, I know, like, I can, I can get, but like, I'm, I'm shocked we're in this position. Uh, I've probably three weeks ago, I wrote off the hope of having a home playoff game. Um, is were you kind of in the same mentality or? I don't know. How did you see our kind of playoff chances kind of evolve over the past couple of weeks? I mean, I would say we are extremely lucky that everyone else around us is fumbling as well, because yeah. this is a situation where we pulled ourselves up and like, you know, we're we're scraping by and we're doing the great job. It's, it's like, no, we're also fumbling, but so is everyone else around us. So it's kind of making everything into a stalemate where nothing's really changing in the table. No one's running away with anything. It's like, People just can't get points right now uh, around us, at least. So we are extremely lucky that Detroit has been underperform or I don't know if you can say underperforming. Yeah. They've been not performing um, the last couple of games and Birmingham did not do that great either. Uh, Detroit did get a win the week before, but other than that, they had two draws and a, a loss. Uh, and then Birmingham has had two losses in a draw. So it, it's it's definitely you know, we've been lucky. Um, if so, if with all that in mind, everyone has one game left. So if Birmingham draws or loses, we have a chance. But that's only if Detroit also loses, because if Detroit gets three points, we need to get three points. So basically, whatever Detroit, although I think Detroit already played their game. No, they're not. They still have their game. Yeah, they still they have their game on the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So same situation essentially. We have to hope that they don't get any points, or if they do get points, we get the same amount of points as them because we beat them in the 
the tiebreaker. Right. Um, and then we need to either equal up or surpass Birmingham because we also will beat them in the tiebreaker. So right. That's yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I, I'm not realizing I misspoke before. I think I said Detroit was above us, but yeah, we're level on points. And, and Josh, yeah, as you mentioned, we, we have them in the tiebreaker. So the question becomes, I mean, you don't want your fate of your home playoff game in the hands of Birmingham, um, but they're, they're playing Indy. They're home against Indy. Um, the last, well, no, that's not true. I was going to, yeah, they, they played Indy, what, like four weeks ago or something and lost to Indy 4-3. Um, that was the dramatic game. I think Indy was like up 3-0 or 3-1 <laughs> and then Birmingham came back and tied it up and then Indy went back ahead. Um, I remember it because the commentators were like, giving regular updates during the hounds game <laughs> i forget what hounds game it was but i was like can you guys just talk about the hounds game please um but uh so i don't know i mean you know i rarely check twitter but josh i think you put it out you have the right mentality don't don't hope um for <laughs> indy don't hope that indy win hope that birmingham lose and i think that's probably the the right mentality to have it's easier to stomach the whole situation if you think of it that way. Um, I never want to hope that Indy wins anything. So, yeah, just hoping Birmingham loses felt felt right. Uh, in it. So, even if we don't get a home playoff game, which would suck, that's the goal, we want a home playoff game, we really don't want to fall to sixth place. Um, we we kind of want... Like fifth is kind of important because right now, if we fall to sixth place, we play. Well, it could be Memphis or it could be the Rowdies. I don't want to play the Rowdies like the Rowdies right now are doing pretty good. I would rather not play them. And what right now Memphis is ahead of them in the table. Yes. Um, But I think that can still switch because I don't. Yeah. Here's the thing. It sucks. Now we have to. We can't just look at the table and tell with points and with goal differentials and all that stuff. You have to actually go into every team's like roster, not really roster, annoying. but like, yeah, like there's no way for me to tell right off the bat, like, okay, if they even up on points, Memphis and Tampa, who, who has the tiebreaker and, yeah. and then if they have the same amount of points against each other, who has the most points against in conference teams <laughs> who has the better record within in-conference teams yeah. it's annoying it it really is and don't look at google by the way google is still showing you like the way every other league does the the, the tiebreakers so if you look at the table on google it's completely different than the table on usl site so well, that's why i misspoke before i was like oh yeah detroit are ahead of us and yeah no. No, <laughs> they are not so with the the rules of usl so yeah you have to go to the usl site to see what the actual table looks like. Uh, but yeah, I like they just beat Tampa, just beat uh, Loudon eight to nothing, I think. Oof. Uh, the last game they played. No mercy. No, no, that was. Uh, yeah. So, like, I, I don't want to play Tampa. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what? Tampa has the most goals scored uh, in the Eastern Conference so far. Um, and they're, they have a, still have a game in hand against the likes of Louisville and Memphis. Um, when you beat Loudon 8-0, that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, so se- seventh play, like if if the top 
It's a top three. Stay the way stay the way they are now. Louisville is already locked up first. Memphis is in second. Tampa's in third. Tampa still has a chance to get to second place. But let's say Memphis stays in second. Tampa stays in third. Uh, Louisville gets a bye in the first round. Yes. And then we look at how everything kind of shakes out below that. So what if we, well, let's put it this way. If, if, if the table stays the way it is now, Mm -hmm. then we're, we have an away game against Birmingham. Yes. Which is pretty good. I feel like if like, if things suck and we have to have away games, Birmingham, that's, that's a good opponent to have against. Right. If things change, I don't even know. I mean, I well, yeah, I'm sure it's yeah, no, it's totally possible for us to have a home game against Detroit. Mm-hmm. It's possible for us to have a home game against Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, Bur- for sure. Birmingham sure would is. be yeah our other yeah yeah. Um, so how how are you feeling about? I would, you know, obviously it's less likely we're getting a home playoff game. Most likely we're playing Detroit or Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Possibility of playing either Tampa or Memphis, but that's pretty low. Can can Um, we also play Miami? Because Miami is at 52 points. Detroit's at 54 points. So if Miami wins, they would be in sixth place, which means if we got into... uh, Oh, wait, no. Well, no, because Birmingham... I don't know how the tiebreaker would work out with, yeah, with, yeah, with Birmingham. Mind. So Miami might have a tiebreaker on Birmingham, in which case they can go from 7th to 5th. Yeah, it's all... I don't... You know, I can't remember the last time the Eastern Conference was this uh, crazy. Yeah, it's with interesting, at less. least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I like how Mike uh, created an agenda. And I think, I mean, now that I'm looking at it, like kind of wrote out a lot of these possible playoff combinations, <laughs> just completely ignored it. And I'm trying to, you know, do it on the fly. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks. Got to do your own math. Yeah. Check everything. You just yes. want to make sure that's all. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so the, yeah, Detroit plays Miami um, on Saturday. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to actually read Mike's agenda here. If the lowest hounds can go is sixth. Mm-hmm. Uh, in which case, that's the scenario where um, we might play either Tampa or Memphis uh, away from home. Um, if the Hounds lose and Miami wins, we'll be t- 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 tied with t- Detroit on points and the tiebreaker head to head points regular season. I need to stop reading this because uh, I think we've already talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the final game of the season. Mm hmm. Uh, Hounds get Oakland at home on Saturday. Oakland are battling to stay in the playoffs. And in the past two weeks, they beat Birmingham two to one and Hartford three to one. Uh, short of knowing that their, you know, logo and uniforms is really, are really cool. I don't know too much about them. Um, Josh will know the fate of Birmingham before this game. Um, how, how do you think this, you know, we've been pretty solid at home over the entire stretch of the season. I think we've still, mm, 
I should know this now. I was going to say, I think we've, we still have only lost one game at home this season. That feels wrong, but you could be right. <laughs> there might be a second loss in there. Uh, our home record is eight, three, and five. So three losses. Way home. wrong. Yeah. Man. Uh, so it's really weird with like in the stand if you look at the western standings the roots like the bottom three teams in the playoffs all have the same amount of points right now so in there's two teams outside the playoffs that can still jump up into the playoffs so it's a situation where they have something to play for they have a lot to play for they can't get a home playoff game so that's not on the table for them but if they don't get points, it's very possible they get knocked out of the playoffs yeah. because yeah, there's two teams that can get into the playoffs. Uh, and if the other teams that are already in there get points and they don't, then they're at the bottom of the playoff and only one team has to be able to knock them out. So it is a complicated situation where I think they're going to be coming at us with everything they have, because it could mean they don't get the playoffs at all. So that's not fun. I was hoping they were kind of like, oh, we don't have as much going on. And, you know, <laughs> see, but I think you can talk yourself into any scenario in this in this point. I, I think any time where it's the, an end of the season game where something's on the line, I've I've heard arguments for every scenario. I've heard That's arguments fair. where, you know, the team that has nothing to play for comes in with no pressure. They play freely and, you know, they put up a great result. I've heard things where, you know, oh, well. I mean, yeah, you, you hear the whole spectrum of things. So I think the other thing to know, like I, I wouldn't really want it for our last regular season game. I wouldn't really want to play bottom feeders either. I mean, you, you want some kind of tempo. You want some kind of game that allows you to build a little momentum because God, we need it. <laughs> um, I think this is going to be a kind of a nice game. I mean, this is, this is a Western conference team that will just by its nature kind of throw off, throw us off our, I don't know, regularity of seeing, you know, we, we see all these Eastern conference teams, obviously more regular than we do with Western conference teams. So it'll feel slightly different in that way. Maybe that kind of preps us a little bit for a playoff game. Um, you know, I, I, I think this is, this is going to be a good game for us. Um, you know, we'll be playing it without Ordonez. I don't know if that'll be too big of an issue. Um, I think we have, we don't have a lot of depth. I mean, I, I think we've been talking of late. That feels like that's been one of our biggest weaknesses so far this season is a lack of depth. It does feel like positionally that the, the place where we have the most depth arguably is at center back. Um, it feels like Williams, Peters, Ordonez, and Wheat could all play center back. Um, granted, Wheat has been playing a little bit more right back of late, and you know, um, but so we we have options there. I'm not too worried about that. Um, and then we can kind of rotate around it. Um, I don't like asking for predictions in this game, so I'll just kind of you know, allow you to add anything else you're, you're thinking about on the Oakland game. I mean, another concern is the fact that they haven't lost a game in five games. We haven't won a game in five games. That's not fun to think yeah. about. Um, but 
I don't think this is like a team that is super great coming into Highmark. So it's it's not like this game is like impossible or even close to being like, you know, we're the extreme underdogs or anything like that. I don't think we're the underdogs in this game at all. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not going to be an easy game, though. It's not going to be a cakewalk. Uh, maybe that's a good thing because every time I think there's a cakewalk game, the hounds don't show up. So uh, maybe it's a good thing that this is going to be a competitive <laughs> team that they actually have to have their head on a swivel and not just you know roll in there thinking they they own the place. Uh, I'm, look, I'm looking at their Eastern Conference games in the past month and a half, two months. So as I already mentioned, um, they beat Hartford um, where they had to play Hartford away. They beat Birmingham, but they are home. And they beat them two to one. Um, they beat the Red Bulls at home, but only one nil. Given how the Red Bull season ended up, that's you know, <laughs> paint your own kind of picture there. Um, and then they draw with Detroit in Detroit uh, earlier in the season. So I mean, they they've put up a pretty good showing against middling Eastern Conference teams, if you want to call you know Birmingham middling Birmingham and Detroit, which you probably don't. They're on, they're on the cusp of you know, getting a, <laughs> a home playoff game. So, but you know, so, you know, we'll see how this kind of shakes out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still hopeful. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I just, I, I don't think, I don't think we were as bad as our record has been in the past month. I know that's a weird thing to say, but, uh, I still think we revert to the mean here soon. And uh, I'm, I'm optimistic about this. I don't know. I, I, my feeling is my, my worry is I think we're going to put out a good showing and it's not going to matter. Um, yeah, that would suck. I mean, at least we know that if we win, we are for sure in fourth place. There's nothing that can happen where if we win this game, we don't get fourth. Wait, is that true? Yeah. Because we have the tiebreaker on Birmingham. Oh, wait, no. Birmingham's one point ahead of us. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, We need the result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you gave Rewind, me stop play. <laughs> so much beautiful, blissful hope for two seconds, Josh. <laughs> Never mind. I forgot Birmingham had a point on us because, yeah, yeah in that yeah. situation. So we, we need Birmingham to not win. Birmingham not. draw, great. But uh, And we'll know that scenario on Wednesday. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Liz, Wednesday. You should actually pay attention on Wednesday. Yes. Liz says, "Yeah, but can we get over ourselves and win?" I don't really know what that means. Hounds has been defeating themselves a lot more than the other teams have been defeating us. Uh, there we go. Especially when you look at the teams we played against and have lost. We had no right losing some of these games that we have. Our our biggest competition is ourselves um red bulls have a negative 51 goal differential i know you know it's 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 wonderful that you did that because i really wanted to be i was like let's just have some fun at the end here and just talk about how bad the red bulls are (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy i want to know who has the biggest goal differential like negative goal differential in in usl history it has to be like the barracudas or something like that back in the day but there wasn't as many games back then so maybe not maybe if they you know really really sucked that's amazing uh, not enough games to actually get that negative that that high that's crazy negative 51 
You know what's crazy too though? They're they're not even the first or this like second place team who who have given up the most goals. So they've Red Bulls have given up 75 goals so far this season. Atlanta has given up 82 and Charleston has given up 76. Jeez. Yet Red Bulls have a goal difference <laughs> of negative 51. Compare that to the West. The the worst team in the West has negative 12. That's, that's not even the worst team. <laughs> that's the, the worst goal differential is negative 12. The teams in the West are so much more competitive. And that's why there's still playoff spots in contention right now in the West. Yeah. Like fifth through seventh are still up for grabs. So it's crazy to think that it's so different. I don't know. I it, yeah, and and I mean we're preaching to the choir here on some extent, but telling that you know the Red Bulls are that bad, and they're a two team right behind them in the standings, Atlanta United too. Um, you know, Loudon's LA not too far away behind. And Loudon's yeah, Loudon, also a two team. Loudon, um, LA in the West. You know everything's a bit tighter out there, but you know. They're they're tied for second to last place. So I mean, I don't know, I'm preaching to the choir here, but um all right. I guess anything else that you want to talk about, Josh? Big game on Wednesday. Yeah, Make show sure up if you're, you're gonna be you around town to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Wednesday game. Yeah, big game on Wednesday, but yeah. Fan appreciation on Saturday at Highmark Stadium. Uh and what does that mean? I don't really know. I just know it's Fan <laughs> Appreciation Day. Uh, and also that they had a pretty cool sale earlier that everyone missed out on if you're hearing it now. But for like 90 minutes, they had supporter section tickets for like nine bucks or something like oh, that. Nice. Yeah. So that was a cool idea. Uh, hopefully people were able to snag those. And yeah, it should be good. I have not looked at the weather on purpose because I'm afraid. Uh, I'm hoping it's not crappy out. You are looking at the gosh. weather right now, aren't you? I am. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh. If you see what the weather is, it's too far out. It's probably just going to change by the time the game rolls around. It's true. It's probably going to change. You should probably but, look like closer to like a day before, and you might get a good idea. Right now, it looks near perfect. Nice. So I'll just leave it at that. It looks near perfect. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, last home game of the season, potentially last home game of the regular season. Um, I imagine you guys are doing your normal tailgating stuff. Get down to the stadium early if you have tickets. Uh, this is this is a really big game, and uh, hopefully Highmark's packed and uh, the results bounce right for us on Wednesday. I imagine if they do, Highmark is going to be nuts, uh, and I, I hope that's the case. Um, but even still... You know, if we're going into the weekend knowing that a home playoff game is out of reach, there's still there's still stuff to play for. Um, you know, we want to finish above Detroit and, and kind of ensure that. So, uh, yeah, big big last game of the season, and I guess even even in the context of how crappy an end of the season this has been, it's nice to have you know the last game of the season matter for something and. Last game of the season matters for something. So, uh, and we're going to the playoffs. So, I was yeah, saying, and we're nice. in the playoffs. Let's not forget, yeah. no matter what, we're in the playoffs. So, there's still another game after Saturday to look forward yeah. to. Yeah. Um, all right. So, let's 
wrap this up. Remember that you can be part of the conversation. Head over to twitter.com forward slash mongols and click the link in our profile to join our Twitter circle. Man, this feels weird reading this. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm reading. Okay. For $1 a month, you'll get loads of additional content from us and help us cover some of our expenses. Uh, weekly reminder that Black Lives Matter. We're par proudly part of the Beautiful Game Network, which is home to more than 100 volunteer writers and podcasters covering local soccer. Help us keep... Uh, help us all keep doing what we're doing. Head over to bgm.fm and click on the donate button to help cover our expenses. Thank you for your support. I joke and I, I kind of Josh, but like the, you know, everything that's happening in the beautiful game market is, is pretty cool. It's I, you know, genuinely it's impressive to see everyone out there kind of putting out, you know, content and creating little communities around uh, and sometimes big communities around and their, their local, their local teams. That's yeah. it. That finishes us off. Thanks, everybody. We'll probably have Mike back next week. That's good for you. It's even better <laughs> for me. Thanks, everybody. I, we'll talk. I asked we'll if talk. you wanted to host this. I, I didn't say you had to. I just said, who's hosting today? In the hopes that you would say you would host. But I did not say you had to host. <laughs> I, uh, and you're right. You're right. You gave me an out. I didn't take it. But... uh now that you're on air, you you have to take the next one, Josh. All so, right, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs> you can't say both. <laughs>